Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franz. And we're continuing a remarkable conversation, giving you the insider's scoop and the insider's guide to the associate-doctor relationship. And there's a scoop that we're going to get today that I think all of you are going to be very interested in because it comes down to the money. We're going to talk comp plans today. I know that we've been talking about you know this leading up to this episode you know, all of the different elements of really getting the relationship right, that associate doctor relationship, right? So again, whether you're a CEO listening to this, which I know is a majority of you, or if you're an associate doctor is listening to this, which I know is some of you, um, this is for you. If we can get this right. I'll tell you, Dr. Stephen, what we've noticed in the last, I'm going to say the last two years, especially since we've been doing this podcast, is we're seeing our practices in the remarkable practice just growing and growing and adding associate doctors. I mean, we can't even keep up with it. Our remarkable practices, our remarkable CEOs are absolutely just crushing it all the way through the pandemic. I mean, best years yet, best years ever, just on one on top of the other. And one of the things that we have a sensitivity to is making sure we get this right, right? We talk about, Dr. Stephen, that you have an allergy, you have an allergy to confusion, to any, any area where there's not clarity in a, in a communication or in, in a relationship. And that definitely comes down to this conversation we're having today, which is about expectations and agreements and getting this right comp plan when money gets involved absolutely getting this right i know how you know you're bullish about this and getting this right in all of your business dealings and relationships and you've been that way you know whether you were dealing with patients in the clinic or you're dealing with your partnerships and your businesses um, and clients uh, in what we do now i know that that's how you are so a couple of things just want everybody to know on the get up uh, as we get started this is the fourth of uh, four episodes in a series. So if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, please go back and listen to them. It's an absolutely incredible conversation we've been having. Um, number two is that we've got some links for you because we want to support you. Actually, in the last episode, we added a link um, to what's called the Remarkable Associate Doctor Program. We've actually created a program for you so that you can get this right. So check out that link so you can learn more about that Remarkable Associate Doctor Program. We're also going to put a link into uh, to connecting with somebody named uh, David Foster, who's actually somebody who will actually help you get the contract right. Dr. Stephen, I'm sure you'll talk about that. And then also a link to Cairo Matchmakers, because again, there's no reason to guess. We've got to get this right. That's why there's testing and there's a proven model and system to nailing this and getting this right. So Dr. Stephen, there's three things we're going to cover today on this episode, uh, specifically regarding um, you know, contracts and comp plans. We're going to talk about the job description. We're going to talk about terms and we're going to talk about the comp plan models. Dr. Steven, excited to dig in with you today. Yeah, Dr. Pete, it's this is we've been crescendoing towards this, right? And this is the fourth of a four-part series that is that peak behind the curtain, right? To give a perspective over this is like looking over the top of this matchmaking process of an owner who's looking to hire an associate doctor and an associate doctor looking to be hired by the owner. We call that the talent, right? So it's the owner talent dynamic and our continued commitment to the win-win-win, right? So recognizing it's win-win-win or no deal. There's only two choices. It's either win-win-win or lose-lose-lose as we spoke to the last time. And definitely this is one of the places where it, where 
it is critical that this has to be a win-win-win. Otherwise, we're going to end up with resentment or a flight risk, you know, one or the other, right? So really, you've got to make sure you get the contract right and you got to get the comp plan right. So, you know, so many doctors come to us and they're looking for a contract. And, you know, what they're actually looking for is I'm looking for a comp plan. I got to try to figure out, you know, how much should I pay my associate? Right? Like, that's almost like how this conversation always starts. Like, hey, can I ask you a couple of questions? Like, how much do I need to pay your associate doctor? I'm like, okay, great question. Wrong question. Right? It's the great, it's a great question, but it's the wrong question, right? So, you know, it's uh, it's the right question in the wrong order, right? At the wrong time. So here's the really the right question. The right question is, how should I pay my associate doctor? Not how much should I pay my associate doctor, right? So people get hung up and they get caught on a number. What they should be thinking is, what's the model, right? Like, how do I arrive at that number, right? So what you're going to find out in the next, let's call it 30 minutes, is that, you know, there are different functions in the business. There's different roles that you'll be hiring associate doctors for. If you've been listening to the series, then you definitely already know that there are two major categories is there is the business builder associate doctors and there's the caregiver associate doctors. And, you know, based on job descriptions, these are two different species, right? They're just two different types of human beings, right? So that business builder is that doctor that loves the marketing side, the sales side of the business. They love to go out and build the practice through bringing in new patients. They're, they're that big extroverted personality that loves the sort of business side of the business, right? So, and, you know, they they love to be the one that has to make it rain and bring in new business and practice through their activities, right? And then you have their counterpart, which is that caregiver, that caregiver caregiver who's like really got into chiropractic because they wanted to be a doctor. They like the doctoring side of the business, right? It's that caregiver is like, listen, I love to check spines and change minds. I love to do an analysis, do an assessment, do an examination. I love to apply my case management and my technique. I love to adjust patients. I love to educate people, change their paradigm, right? And take care of people over their lifetime, right? I'm the caregiver, right? So that's what I want to do. I'm sort of allergic to this whole like the business side of things. Like I, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't really love the marketing side of things or the sales side of things or the, you know, it's like ah, the idea of like attracting a team and leading, hiring, firing a team and like starting a business. I'm just not that risk tolerant. It's like all of this. That's the caregiver. It's a different, it's a different human. Here's the truth, Dr. Pete. They're both awesome. Okay. They're both awesome. Who's more valuable? Neither. They're equally worth their weight in gold. Right. And the key is, is you have to understand and appreciate how both of them build businesses. Right. So one of them has a certain dynamic when we think of as like building businesses by going out and bringing in new business into the practice. Right. But there's another that builds the business by increasing the capacity of the business. Right. So that's how you push out the walls of the container, so to speak, so you can grow. And how about this idea, freeing you up, CEO, so that you can maybe do more marketing, or maybe you can do more converting, or maybe you can do more team leading, training, and development. Or maybe, how about this idea, you can go and spend some time with your family or go on vacation or get a handle on your life. Now we're talking about outcomes, Dr. Pete. I love this conversation because it's so critical that doctors have clarity from the very beginning as owners, 
what are you trying to accomplish, which is going to inform who should, who should you be looking to hire. And then as talent, if you're listening to this conversation, again, it gets back to that self-awareness of who am I, what problems do I solve, and how can I add value to a business so that that owner is thrilled to pay me handsomely. Yeah, I mean, this is, again, we, we've been harping on this, you know, a lot in this, this series about vision and getting clear on where do you want to go and what does success look like for you? And, you know, I think that this is, can be a, uh, a challenge at, at, at points for uh, CEOs to really know what, what is it that I want? And a lot of it can come because maybe you've had, you know, a bad experience with associate relationships in the past. And I know there's, there is a lot of scar tissue in our profession. What did we say, Dr. Stevens, 67% of associate doctor relationships end badly. Well, guess what? Many CEOs who are listening, maybe you were one of those 67% where it ended badly. And you said, you know, screw this. I'm just going to go out and do things on my own and figure it out. And, you know, maybe, you know, that's, you've been through that and you spent the decade of your career doing that. And now you're finally looking to maybe get some help. And maybe you're saying, I don't know if I want to bring out an associate because I didn't have a good experience. So you've been stuck in an owner operator role because you have trauma from the past that actually has prevented you from really stepping into your destiny. What's the next step? And like you said, Dr. Steven, this is about advancing our profession. You know, we're talking about, you know, we have a vision of what we believe that chiropractic should be doing on the planet. And we know that what the world needs now is chiropractic. Amen. Right. And what chiropractic needs now, more successful chiropractors, more successful CEO chiropractors, more successful business builder, associate chiropractors, more successful caregiver chiropractors, all the above. Right. So we've got to get this right. So we, there's a sensitivity to the heart of this. Hear the heart behind this, because this is a very heady conversation. It, it can be easy to go into that and get real technical, which we are. But remember the heart, the essence is this, the essence of the relationship is we want to create long-term successful relationships. That's the purpose of clear expectations and, and, and honest agreements with a patient, with an associate. So Dr. Steven, knowing that, you know, what it is that you want to create, what does success look like so that you can create a description that's accurate. So we're not selling one thing and delivering another thing. And we create this buyer's remorse. We create this incongruency, incompatibility because we weren't clear. So Dr. Steven, this job description element, knowing as a CEO specifically, what it is that you need? What is it that you want so that you can make sure you find the right person? And, and, the, and as an associate, you have to also know equally what is it? How are you hardwired? That's why I love the testing element. I love the pro scan. I love that we have an ability to right fit, to match up and do it right. Um, Dr. Steven, I, I, it's been an incredible couple of years really embracing this more and more as we've really rolled this out. And we've been seeing so many associates getting fit right in these relationships. It's it, When it's done right, it is win, win, win. Yeah, I'm going to say it right what? now. It's a win, win, win. It, and, and when it's done wrong, it's a lose, 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 right? So we love to say that, you know, getting this right uh, is a seven-figure win for the business. Getting this wrong is a six-figure mistake, right? So it's going to happen one way or the other, and that should scare the crap out of you, right? So get out your pens and paper and let's take some notes because we're actually going to give you this framework that you're going to follow that you've got to make sure you get these components right. So we're going to talk about contracts or agreements, right? And there's going to be some elements that are in place here. And we're going to talk about specifically, we're going to talk about expectations and agreements 
job descriptions. We're talking about terms and we're going to talk about our compensation agreements, right? So, you know, just get ready sort of mentally on that. Again, we are going to come over the top of this owner talent dynamic and everybody should be listening the same way. Here's a few words from our podcast sponsors. We're grateful for their support of the show. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. The, you know, the first part of it always begins with vision. Super clear on exactly what are you trying to accomplish and what do you want the associate doctor to do to help you accomplish that, right? So that should be able to be fleshed out and captured now on paper as a job description. You ought to say, this is what I expect you to do, right? So now that you have the why in your mind, it's like, I know why I'm hiring an associate doctor or I know why I'm looking for an opportunity as an associate doctor, right? Like either side of the equation there, I'm really clear on my objectives of what I'm trying to accomplish. Why am I taking on this very incredibly challenging relationship what, in, in, and making sure that the juice is worth the squeeze, right? So what am I trying to accomplish? And if you're the owner, what do I want the associate doctor to do alongside me or instead of me to make that happen, right? To help manifest that. If you're the associate doctor considering an opportunity, it's that job description. Does that sound like the role you want to fill and that you're hardwired to be awesome at, right? So let's get on the other side of that and say, all right, when you're looking at the what, that's the job description. In other words, what do you want the associate doctor to do? What is the job description? What's the role or function on the team? Can we use our terminology? Let's call it, it's a business builder versus a caregiver, right? So think in your mind right now, most of you probably are looking for a caregiver, to be honest with you. And that's the good news here is about 75% of chiropractors are actually hardwired to be the caregiver which leaves 25% of Kairos who are hardwired to be business builders. And 15% of that 25% are entrepreneurial business builders. And I bet that the majority of people that are attracted to listening to this podcast regularly, I'm probably talking to you right now, right? So I know the two of us on the screen right now are hardcore entrepreneurial business builders, right? So God makes entrepreneurs. And how do you know that to be true? Number one, you know it in your gut because no matter what you did in life, you were going to start businesses, weren't you? <laughs> so by the grace of God, you were called to chiropractic and now you started chiropractic businesses, right? So you are that entrepreneur, but we don't have to guess that. We can test that, right? So you can test and you can see, uh, actually, I am hardwired to be that entrepreneurial business builder, right? I'm, I'm, I'm high dominance, right? I'm extroverted, right? I'm risk tolerant, right? So you go to the far left-hand side of the spectrum. So you have to know yourself, right? And you have to recognize you're not looking to hire yourself, right? So that's the mistake so many people make because guess what? You wouldn't work for you. You're a flight risk, right? So unless you're looking for somebody to take over and buy your practice and become the boss, or you're looking to do a plant to purchase where they're going to take over the practice, what have you, this is probably not the right candidate for you. But I 
you know what, we could go down a rabbit hole on that one, Dr. P, but I just want to make sure people understand they're framing it out. It's like, are you looking for a caregiver or a business builder and be specific about that? Because as you flesh out this job description, you're going to say, well, what do I want them to do as far as marketing goes and attraction? Now, if let's, let's play the caregiver up, right? So it's like, if I'm doing a caregiver, do I, do I relieve them of all attraction, you know, uh, marketing, lead generation? Or do I relieve them of that entirely? Not in my world. You know, I had 39 associate doctors and probably 30 of them were caregivers, right? So maybe 25 of them were caregivers, right? They were awesome. But their role was to be in the, edu- the, the uh, adjustatorium, educating and adjusting patients right? They made sure our patients were educated and they went through our patient process. Well, Dr. Pete, you know, in the TRP system, if your patients are going through your process, you're going to generate internal new patient leads, right? They're called process-driven referrals, right? If you're educating patients and they're happy and they're getting great outcomes, you're going to get organic referrals, right? So I'm going to fully expect that there's going to be some level of internal new patient generations from that, but I'm not going to expect that caregiver DC to go out into the community and be a dynamic networker, do these killer outside corporate talks and dinner talks and drive a bunch of business into the practice. I I know we could talk about this all day, Dr. Pete, but I want to make sure that we put some meat on the bones here so people understand when you're putting together a job description, exactly what do you expect them to do in marketing? What do you expect them to do in the conversion process? Day one, day two, day three. Are they simply going to help you do consultations and exams? Or are they going to be doing recommendations for care? Are they going to do report of findings, recommendations for care? Are they going to give clinical care plans? Are they going to give financial plans? Do you want them to do financial closes? You need to know this in the conversion process. Or how about retention? In retention, are they going to be in charge of doing consultations, analysis, examination? Are they going to be adjusting patients? Do you want them to take over a bunch of patients? Are they going to start from scratch? Where are they as far as what are we going to do as far as patient care goes, patient education, creating long-term relationships and retention? Is that going to be their role? Are they going to do progress exams, re-exams? Are they going to do reconversions, right? So where, what, how are you going to utilize them? What do you expect of them? How about team? Are they going to be part of your team meetings, team trainings, team huddles? You better indicate that. Are they going to go to seminars? Is, this, is there going to be coaching? Is there going to be a coaching environment? Are you going to expect them to train other team members? How about people that come up underneath them or maybe their successors? You better make sure that you're identifying these things. Dr. Pete, the job description is the owner's opportunity to get total clarity around exactly what they're looking for when they're looking to hire an associate doctor. And it's also an associate doctor or talents window into what am I getting myself into? Yeah, Dr. Steven, we talk about we want to attract the, the talent that we want and we want to repel the talent that we don't want. And this, this is really where, to me, that comes true. It's, if, if you told me, I'm a business builder and you had a need for a, a caregiver and I was coming to interview for that position, I would want to be repelled from that because I know who I am and what my vision is of success and how I can best serve. And I don't fit that job description. So you want to get this clear because you don't want to waste your time or their time. You don't want to get all the way downfield, your four interviews in, you've done spent all this time, energy, focus, money. You think about you know all those conversations on the couch with your spouse, like talking about envisioning what this is going to look like. And, you know, six, 12 months from now, maybe we'll do this. And, you know, you're building your life around and all of a sudden it's like, it goes sideways. Well, what happened? Well, you didn't make it clear on the front end, you know, exactly what it was and let them know 
what that is. So Dr. Steven, this really saves you from going through this process because we talked about in the previous episode, you know, uh, the interview process. So this, this will, you know, and we also talked about the um, getting the resume right. So you can s- stop before you go f- into deeper in. And, you know, this is a big part. So getting this right, being clear on the front end really will save you a lot of time, energy, and focus early on in this process. So I'm, I'm just reemphasizing this again, speaking from <laughs> yeah. scar tissue, you know, we, we come at this, we have, I'm a high hopes guy, right? I'm an op, we're an optimist. So it's like, oh, we can make it work. It's going to be fine. We'll figure it out. No, no, we're not going to figure it out. We're yeah. not just going to make it work. You, we're you're gonna, not. We're gonna, yeah. This is yeah, wicked exactly. hard to do. <laughs> Even with Imagine all this it. insight, it's wicked hard to do. As I was listening to you, Pete, I'm like, literally my brain went to right back to our football analogies. It's like, can you imagine? It's like, if you presented yourself as a talented football player, it's like, listen, I'm a, I'm a great athlete. Okay. I'm in great shape. I've played football my whole life. I love football. I'm passionate about football, right? All state. I held the state scoring record, all time score. And it's like, 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 I'm all time scoring, right? So, and then you, they're like, wow, this, this person sounds awesome, right? So, that, oh, you guys run a wishbone. Oh, man, I grew up in, oh, man, I just absolutely love it. That's fantastic. Great. Let's bring them in. Let's put them where. And you show up for the first game and they're like, okay, so um, uh, you're, uh, you're, you're going to be playing um, nose guard, right? <laughs> and, and you're like, well, what, hold, hold on, time out, wait a minute. Or worse, you're going to be our quarterback. It's like, well, wait a minute. What? I'm not, you know, well, you were the all-time scorer. It's like, oh no, I was the, I was the kicker, right? So I was like, I was all state, like I could have been all American, you know, so, but that, that, that's how I scored the points. I was the kicker. It's like, oh man, we recruited you. You're, you're, you're actually playing quarterback today. And it's, so I, the bad news is that the defense you're up against is like, they lead the league in sacks. So I don't even know what to say, right? So it's like, you're looking at like, how have I got myself into this, right? So even though you had all of the criteria, except the job description, right? So it's so incredibly important that we get this down. It's like, exactly what do you want me to do on a day-to-day basis so I can operate in my zone of genius, right? So and you can imagine that's a lose, lose, lose for that player and for the coach and for the team and for the fans, right? So we want to make sure that we get this right. So job description, we start there. And then it's how, like, how does the practice model work, right? So is it, is it a solid white line or a broken white line? In other words, is it your patients and my patients or is it our patients, right? So do the patients go between, you need to work those things out. Like, how does it work with an associate doctor? And then the tough one, where's this relationship going? It's the exit strategy. Like, where are we going? Is, do you want me to stay forever? Am I the wingman? Or is this like, am I going to be your successor and take over? You want me to buy this place? Those are two different human beings, by the way, unless you're ready to leave this year, right? Uh, do you, are we going to do a plant to partner? Are we going to do a plant to purchase? Like, what, what are we doing here? Like, are you looking for an eventual equity partner, right? So what, what is the exit strategy? How does this relationship end for you, owner? And how's it end for you, talent? You need to have that conversation because- that all of that information actually informs that question of the avatar. Who are we looking to hire, Dr. P? Is it the caregiver or the business builder? And this is critically important because it's going to inform how we put together the rest of this contract, the terms and the comp plan. Yeah, it's absolutely uh, critical. So, so it's Dr. Stephen, that's part one. And as I referenced earlier in this episode, uh, there's going to be a link to what's called the Remarkable Associate Doctor Program. We 
go step by step through how to how to do this and how to get this right. I I highly encourage you if you are in the business of moving towards bringing on an associate, your first one, or you're you're bringing on another one, but you want to do it right because maybe in the past historically you haven't done what we're what we're rolling out here. Um, that's what that program is for, and it's absolutely brilliant. And if you have questions about it specifically, feel free to message uh, you know Dr. Stephen and myself. Um, you know, just direct message us. We'd happy to you know chat that down. Um, so that's going to be huge. So Dr. Stephen's second step then is terms. So let's uh, let's get into it. So there's you know there's general terms that you're going to have on there. You know some of the things that are like making sure that you understand exactly what it means to be an employee and like you know when do you give you a notice and when do you start date and what do you have access to and what are your dress codes and codes of conduct and all those sort of things. Blah blah blah. You can look up that stuff online if you want. But one thing you need to understand is that there's there's two things that people ask about all the time. One's comp plans. The other one's the non-compete. And what I'll tell you is the comp plans are critical. We're going to talk about those in a second because it's the easiest way to screw this up. You can do everything right, but then blow it up with the comp plan, right? So the other one is the non-compete. Truth is, is you'll have non-competes, which I like to think of as a gentleman's agreement, right? So you just set it up and be like, listen you know, you can't be setting up shop if this relationship goes sideways. We're going to say five miles radius, just don't set up shop, whatever, because, you know, we're going to spend time together here. I'm going to be paying you to help build this practice, blah, blah, blah. But as it goes, is like most of these non-competes do not hold up really well. That number five miles is arbitrary. You know, if you're in Manhattan, you can't be, it won't be five blocks, right? If you're in Madison, Wisconsin, you know, maybe it's 15 miles, right? Or somewhere in between, right? So, you know, you want to make sure that you understand that the non-compete is really not going to have a lot of teeth. The teeth is in the non-solicitation clause, right? Which is you cannot solicit any of the existing patients or um, our staff and our team. And you need to be really clear about that. That's actually, that'll absolutely hold up. And that's near bulletproof, you know, as far as like protecting yourself, because you are going to be investing in building this business and you're going to be paying this person to do that with you, right? So the, the, they've got to, you've got to understand very clear from you know, the patients belong to the clinic, right? Uh, otherwise, what you'll end up doing is you'll have a, you know, uh, somebody who takes you out to lunch nine months down the road and say, hey, yeah, uh, we so appreciate everything you've done for us. And, you know, my wife and I have been praying about it and we're going to open up our practice. But don't worry, we're way down the street. Right. And, I'm, you know, I, I can't prevent people from coming to us, but I'm, I'm really not. You know, so that wonky, awful conversation, you don't want to have it. Right. So and you want to make sure that, you know, there's some type of agreement that's set up where if we do go in different directions and you open up your own practice and you end up taking over patients, which I've done with my associate doctors in the past. There's some type of financial agreement ahead of time. It's like, listen, I'm going to pay you to build these. I'm going to invest in the marketing. I'm going to pay the team that processes these patients. I'm going to, I'm going to make all this investment. I'm going to pay you in the process of building a business. That is the business, right? You can't just move down the street and take them with you, right? You're pulling value out of this business. So let's have an agreement right now. It's like, if in good graces, the, the patients decide they were going to follow you, that's great. Let's put a, an agreement in place financially where we can get compensated for the loss to this business if you decide you're going to go elsewhere. That's uh, that's an important point in a contract, Pete. Yeah, I know. It, it's great. Uh, and, and again, that's something that also, also comes up, you know, in these discussions that we're having as doctors are considering bringing on, you know, an associate, you know, these are the things that you know, these are the things that I think a lot of people get stressed about. And, you know, Doc, one of the, the questions, and this leads into the third part here is, um, you know, talking to CEOs about bringing on an associate, one of the things they get sideways about is, can I afford it? You know, that's a question a lot of docs ask, like, can I afford it? And what they're thinking about is, let's say I bring this doc in, I commit to this, this salary, I commit to this doc, am I going to be able to 
you know, afford it? And what happens, you know, if I can't, you know, what happens if things go sideways? So, you know, this is, um, you know, this is a big, you know, cause you, you said earlier, you know, the question isn't, you know, how much should I pay my associate? The question that really the right question is how should I? Um, so Dr. Seaman, let's talk about this. Talk about just the mindset going into making the investment of bringing in an associate, you know, bring on the associate doctor onto your team yep. and really how to go about how, how should I pay them? That's the right question to ask. So how do we go into this doc? So, you know, uh, we've, we made a commitment to you as CEOs that we were going to have a love language that we call brutal facts, right? So that's the love language of, uh, the remarkable CEO program. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it's the, it's, it's actually the love language of the remarkable CEO podcast as well. Right. So let's, let's just talk brutal facts. Maybe you can't afford us an, an associate doctor right now. So it's just like, let that sit for a second. Right. So there are situations where a doctor cannot, the business cannot, um, support an associate doctor. And that's one of the most important and convicting conversations you could have. You're like, what does it take to actually be able to afford that? Right. So let's just call a spade a spade on this and just say, listen, there are some practices that need to grow into the place where they can actually afford to have uh, a, another professional join the ranks. Right. And that's an entire conversation, which we're not going to get into the details of that right now, but that is a, there, there's a very important series of questions that you need to be answered be able to answer and to look at the brutal facts and say, does, is this business able to support another professional at this point? You know, truth be told, Dr. P is, you know, there's, there is a dynamic today where there is five opportunities for every associate doctor out there that's available, right? So um, in chiromatchmakers right now, I think we have, I don't know, 170 jobs that are open, probably a hundred chiropractors, right? We'll place hundreds and hundreds of chiropractors this year, hundreds and hundreds last year. Um, I bet the more than half of those jobs are over 90 grand. We probably have 50 jobs that are, are, um, yeah, over 90 grand. Another 30 jobs are in six figures, right? 100, 125. We have jobs that are 250,000, right? So uh, I've heard doctors show up and they're like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to pay them like a $50,000 base. And then we'll put together a bonus structure in place, whatever. It's like, come on, doc, you know, you, you got to recognize that that's terrible for the profession. Could you live on $50,000? It's like, it's not indentured servitude, right? So we need to grow up as a profession and recognize that on average, the associate doctor relationships that we're seeing get placed and placed successfully, they're around 80, 85,000 uh, and upwards of 100, 105. It's super common to be paying an associate doctor 100, 110,000. Um, and some of you right now are like sphincteric being like, what? Holy crap. And I, and I don't, it's like, we just had, we've just dragged this broken model forward into the future or into our, or into the present. We're not dragging that into the future because that's a lose, 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 right? Which is why 67% of these relationships fail, right? You either get stuck with somebody who is not the right fit for your practice and you got to kick them out of your practice or somebody's doing really well and they leave your practice and they're a flight risk. And both of those are terrible, right? So let's get this right. And, and you have to get that job description right, get the right fit right and fit the comp plan to the right model, right? For that right human being. So to cut to the chase, you've got two different human beings here, caregivers and business builders. They thrive in different job descriptions and they're incentivized, motivated and energized by different constructs of payment, like how they get compensated. Truth be told is the caregiver, that low risk person, you know what they like? They like consistency. They like predictability. They like stability, right? They like the security of knowing 
hey, I get this base salary and I know that I'm going to be able to pay my bills, pay my rent, have money for my life and my lifestyle. And I feel fairly compensated. I feel edified and recognized. I'm going to work really hard and, and I expect to be paid fairly paid well, right? Now, they're, they're the opposite of a business builder. Business builders are hardwired in such a way that they want to have that upside potential, that if then scenario of like, I want to be recognized and rewarded, compensated and incentivized based on my achievement and contribution to the growth of this business. They're just hardwired that way. They then they're not as concerned with the down with the with the base salary. They're concerned about the upside potential of the position. Don't give me a ceiling. Give me a runway. Let me go and grow and compensate me in an if then scenario based on growth as I add more revenue to the business. Now, when it comes to bonuses, Dr. Pete, it's like the caregiver. You know what? They're not incentivized by that, frankly. And it's hard for CEOs for the most part to get their heads around that because that's how we're hardwired, all of us, right? So, you know, the bonus makes sense to them as long as it's tied to the team, to the business itself and general revenue growth. That makes sense to me as the business grows. Yeah, let's do a bonus system in place, but don't set it up as this, my compensation is an if-then scenario. On the opposite side of it, that business builder, man, they want their bonuses set up on their achievement. Man, give me my KPIs. Let me after it, right? And as I go and grow, let me make, you know, as I do well, I should do well. So Dr. Pete, that's the general construct. And I'll tell you, we have seven different comp plans that we've created that are inside of that remarkable associate doctor program. We have our contracts in there. We have consultations that go with those contracts. We have seven different comp plans that will help you get this right, that resonates with you and your business. And we'll help you arrive at that win-win-win because we know ultimately when you get this right, it's a massive win-win-win. When you get it wrong, it's a massive lose-lose-lose. Man, there's such huge upside potential on this. We want to make sure that we set up those compensation plans so that they energize your team members, right? Not drain their energy. And that's an important thing to remember. And we get back to that E equals MC squared, uh, right? So energy and enthusiasm equals money times crucial communications. The M is the money. The M is the compensation plan. We want to make sure that we set it up so that everyone is energized on your team because we know the truth. Your business is always a reflection of your energy, your energy and your team's energy, definitely your associate doctor's energy. When the energy's up, the business is up. When the energy's flat, the business is flat. When the energy's down, the business is down. So let's make sure that we set up those contracts and comp plans to compel the right person to join your practice, repel the wrong person from the practice, and let's set this thing up for the win, win, win. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic, and what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review and if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.